0: Welcome to the Slipstream F1 Podcast. Join us every Thursday for the preview show and every Sunday after the race. In this episode, we review half of the Japanese Grand Prix where Max Verstappen claimed victory and his second world championship. We fire everyone who works at the FIA and digest some dangerous on-track action. All right, and welcome back to the Slipstream F1 podcast from a wet, rainy, damp, groggy... Suzuka Circuit. Not that we're there, yeah. but there was a heck of a lot going on today. It was uh, quite a wait from when we uh, first woke up this morning. But today we're joined with uh, Nicole as well as Rob. So yay, everybody in the building. First it's time triple threats. Th- first time we're having three people on the podcast. Yeah, Nicole. No, yay. Luca. Luca was
1: a, a oh, Of course, member. we had Luca. Yeah.
0: Now, we, we do have a little bit of a mic dilemma at the moment. Where, not not me dilemma, but a microphone dilemma where we have two microphones. So we are going to be switching them around between myself and Nicole. But uh, to start things off, I think before we get into the craziness that was the race, how about we breathe and have a little bit of fun? So Rob's going to take us through a little game, a little general knowledge quiz before we get things going. Yeah, so to- off to you, Rob
1: just to break us into the, the spirit of things. Um, all right. So there's going to be five questions each. I think we'll start
0: with Mike on this one um, and we'll just alternate. And hey, Rob, sorry. If, if, if I don't know a question, can Nicole steal the question for points? Sure. But, uh, can I, uh, I, can uh, I do the same? No. What you, the? You're too strong. That's oh, okay. That's,
2: that's cool. To, it levels the playing field.
1: Yeah, levels of playing field. You're too strong. All right. All right. L- let's have a crack. Okay, which of these manufacturers has chalked up the most Japanese Grand Prix wins? I can give you options if you want.
0: Which manufacturer? Oh, sorry, I should actually,
1: yeah. Yeah, go for it. Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, or Red Bull? Mercedes. Incorrect. Nicole, do you want to have a crack?
2: Yeah, it's Ferrari.
1: Incorrect. Oh. It's McLaren. It's hmm. McLaren with uh, nine since 1976. They're followed by Ferrari on seven wins and Mercedes on five and Red Bull on four. Amazing. So, currently no points for either of you. What?
0: Oops. Just carry on. Just carry on. I can't believe that. Today gets worse and worse. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, Mike. I it's know not that nothing bad about today. Formula One. It's ridiculous. All right, Nicole. <laughs> in 2017 lewis hamilton won the japanese grand prix by 1.2 seconds over whom was it max verstappen valtteri bartas daniel ricardo or sebastian vettel what year in 2017 vettel let's see if you're right unfortunately it was max verstappen max got within 1.2 seconds of beating hamilton in 2017 almost overtaking him, but losing out as the mercedes driver uh narrowly hung on uh, its lead by a nail-biting finish
2: that's pretty amazing yeah, yeah I, I don't know i don't really know that much of Formula that was One when
1: like max was like
2: 2020
1: yeah that, that's when he was like wild and weird and like super aggressive just like he kind of is now but like he was that like, youngster, so just
0: like yeah, Max Verstappen was an anomaly back then. Yeah, yeah. still is, but he, like even more so he has a little then. bit more composure now. Yeah, I remember that race. Yeah, he was super uh, aggressive. It was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Pre, uh, it was it was that was the last year of uh, no halo.
2: So how, he was what twenty years old then?
1: Uh, no, he was
0: a fetus back then. That's five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Max was nineteen. Yeah, he, he was 19. a baby. Old, he was as old as Rob. Wrong. So I should have actually a- let you have a
1: crack at that. No, Mike. no,
0: no. You said I can't.
1: Okay, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Mike, this question is for you. Bring it on, boy. Who won the first Japanese Grand Prix at Fuji back in
0: 1976? <laughs> 1976. Mm. So this is Nikki Lauda. D- so I'll um, give you options James okay. Hunt, Mario Andretti, Nikki Lauda, or
1: Jody Schrechter. Schecter, Schrechter, he's sorry. South African.
0: Um. Oh, that would have been... In, I wonder if that was in the Turls or the Ferraris back then with de Schechter. I'm going to go with... Do you want the options again? No, no, I know, I know them. I'm just battling between whether or not this was... I, I, I don't believe I it, was it was Andretti. Okay.
2: I think it's James Hunt.
0: Okay, well, you can steal it if it isn't.
2: I see you answer.
0: I'm going louder. Nicole?
2: Yeah, I said James. I think it's James Hunt.
1: You're both wrong, unfortunately. It was uh, Mario Andretti. <laughs> Andretti won the race in his Lotus seventy-seven. The only driver to finish on the lead lap was Patrick Depailler. Uh, Depailler. No yeah. idea. And Hunt competed at the, uh, for the podium. Hunt winning the nineteen seventy-six title in the process. Only seven. Only eleven drivers finished the race at Fuji. That's quite insane. Which was the season finale, and it remains Lotus's only F1 win in Japan. Wow.
2: What, um, um, Nicky Lauda refused to race in that race, right? Because the weather was so sure, bad. I'm not sure.
1: yeah, maybe, but it was the finale, so he probably did race.
0: Must have been a cracker.
1: Yeah, would love to see. I would love to. Would love to watch that race. To be so honest, we should do a bit of a deep dive here into this 1976 season. Um, all right. Next question. Um, Nicole, this one is for you. So currently there's zero points at, at the moment. So yeah. uh, It's it's tight. <laughs> You're a
2: very good quiz master.
1: Um, who was the first driver to win the Japanese Grand Prix for Ferrari? Was it Gerard Berger? Gerhard. Huh?
0: Gerhard Berger, buddy. Okay, Gerhard, Gerhard Berger.
1: <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, Clay Regazzoni or I don't know how else I'm butchering his name, Uh, (laughs) Nicky Lauder or uh, Michael Schumacher? It's Lauder, mate. What?
2: (laughs) I only know Nicky Lauder.
1: Okay. What do you mean? You know Michael Schumacher?
2: Oh, I didn't hear you say Michael Schumacher. Yeah, he's the last
1: option. Okay. Gerard uh, Berger, Berger, um, (laughs) Clay Regazzoni. And uh, nikki Lauda and Michael Schumacher.
2: For Ferrari?
1: Yeah. he was written. the first driver to In win the Japanese Grand Prix for
0: Ferrari? Rigazzoni and Lauda were teammates at a stage.
2: Yeah, I, see, I, 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 c- I can't answer that. I do not know the answer. So wanna, it's, it's just a straight-up guess.
1: Should I remove two of no. the false no, answers? No, no, no.
2: It's a straight-up no. guess. I'm either going to choose nikki Lauda. What I, year was it?
1: Uh, it doesn't say.
2: My, my thing would only, I, I would only think it would be Nikki because I don't know anyone else.
1: I'm yeah, going to give you another chance. I'm going to remove so two of the wrong okay. answers. I'm going to remove Michael Schumacher and Clay Regazzoni. Now you have a choice between Nikki and, and Gerhard Berger.
2: So I'm going to say Gerhard because you made it very clear that Nikki was the wrong Are not you sure about winner. that, eh?
1: Are you sure? But, so Is this maybe a double switch that Rob's no, doing? Yeah, Is no, Rob doing a survivor?
2: So Gerhard.
1: <laughs> are you going yeah, for that? Yeah. You're you correct.
2: Stats <laughs> boy. Probability.
1: Stats. Uh nice. Well done. So
0: a point for Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Nicole. Well done. <laughs> How many questions have we got left, Rob? <laughs> we've got five left. <laughs> okay. Gerhard looks hard. Gerhard. Yeah. It's it's a it's a colour. It's it's like Did purple, it's it? more like mauve. German. he's he's german yes it's yeah was gerhard yeah. okay interesting okay next Michael? up there big guy which of these statements about suzuka is false
1: suzuka was built as a honda test track 130r was uh, was named so because it had a radius of 130 meters it's the only track on the calendar with just one drs zone Only one driver has won an F1
0: race at Suzuka from lower than 10th on the grid. Should I repeat these? Okay, I'm just going to think about that quickly because I can remember when Kimi Raikkonen won from 17th. I feel like more people have done that for some reason or another. 130R seems like a very, very good reason to be called 130R. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you say it was built as a, a test track by Honda? It was built as a Honda test track. Yes. That doesn't make any sense to me. And the other option?
1: Um. So the DRS zone and um the only one driver has won a race from Suzuka lower than tenth on. the I'm gonna
0: route. go for it. No, Monaco only has one DRS zone. Uh, so that's not in. Um. I'm gonna go with the Kimi Raikkonen thing. Only one driver's ever won from tenth or below. So you think that's false? Oh, w- only one of them is false. Which of these statements about Suzuka is false? Oh, it's the um, DRS one. Hundred percent. Okay, correct. fantastic. That was well easier than though, I thought. Sorry. <laughs> well done, Mike. Thanks. So it's one all. All right, Nicole. You're dead, Nicole. Jeepers so th- creepers, man. I'm so. so excited there's
2: now. only one. What, there's only one or two questions left.
0: No,
1: like we, we, we've just. That was the fifth question. What, it is? Yeah. Why are you shaking your head? It's the fifth question.
0: I'm excited to win, but Okay. Being competitive.
1: Nicole, when was the last time Fuji held a Japanese Grand Prix? Was it 1978, 1988, 1999, or 2008? This is Fuji.
2: Hey, it's not Suzuka. I have no idea. Should I... Okay, so I am it's just it's just a guessing game at this stage. Okay.
1: Or well, I can remove two of the before you answer. But
2: the, it's all going to be a guess. No,
1: But let's let's let, let's narrow down the odds. Let's okay. see. So oh, what is the timings again? Can I say 2008?
2: I'll tell you right now it's not going to be the earliest so, two. Nine, yeah. So we have 1978,
0: 1988, sorry, 1998
1: and 2008.
2: I'm going to say 2008. As a guess. Hold on. I was right.
1: Yeah. I was right. Sick. Well done. Ooh. Point for Nicole. 2-1. One.
0: Nice one, Nicole.
1: So it was 2008 when Fernando Alonso won over Robert Kubica. Uh, Is that Kubica? <laughs> Kubica? <right>, Canadian, <laughs> I assume. Uh, Kimi Räikkönen taking it's the Polish. final podium place. Since then Suzuka has a Polish. He's a Polish bloke,
0: sounds, yeah. Sounds weirdly. drove for BMW Montreal, and for Williams in say. 2019.
1: Um since then Suzuka has held uh, every Japanese Grand Prix. Yes. Um
0: probably just cuz it's a cooler track. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, it sounds much better. Yeah. Besides, there was this whole mountain that they had to go around at Fuji Speedway. It's pretty sick. Uh all right. So um Oh, it's Michael. That's car. me,
1: yeah. Uh, which of these Japanese drivers has finished highest in the Japanese Grand Prix? Uh, Tsukuma Sato? Aguri no. Suzuki? No. Satoru Na- Nakajima? Or Okuyo Katayama? Yo, I really tried Oh my names. gosh,
0: okay. Um, so no Is Kobayashi it- there, huh? Yeah? No, no Kobayashi, Chana. Okay, um... Just give them, give them, give them, give me them again. Takuma Sato, Takuma Sato, Aguri Suzuki,
1: Suzuki, uh Satoru Nakajima. I'm going Nakajima. All right,
0: Nakajima. No, no, hold on, Nakaj. Ah, uh. yeah, I go with Nakajima. It's probably Nakajima Sato. Nakajima
1: locked in. Yeah.
0: It was Aguri Suzuki. Oh well, he had a stupid super Aguri team, so. Yeah, I feel that way. No, you ah, can't steal it. We one. should have
1: opened it up for you. But you're, you're winning anyways. It's 2-1. Um, so, Aguri well. Suzuki took a podium at Suzuka in 1990, becoming the first Japanese driver ever to do so in F1. Nakajima's best finishes were a pair of sixths in 1987 and 1990. Sato's was fourth in 2004, while Katayama finished 11 in 1992. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty sick. Okay.
2: So, Suzuka was the guy to beat Suzuki. Suzuki.
1: Suzuki, Suzuki is, is, is it, kind of like House of the Dragons for me. All these names kind of like <laughs> start melding into one. Uh, anyways, um, after an epic battle between Art and Senna and Elaine Prost in 1989 that left the former disqualified and the latter retired from the race, who is classified the winner? Why are you shaking your head, Michael? Don't be a penis.
0: Uh, no, butchering names, my man.
1: Well, that's my spiel, man. Um, <laughs> anyways, so at the end of an epic battle between those two drivers, Arten Senna and Elaine Prost, um, in 1989 that left the former disqualified and the latter retired from the race, Who is classified the winner? This is a very difficult question.
2: Uh, I'm guessing there's been a lot of debate behind this topic.
1: I would say so. I have no idea what this is about really. Maybe Michael, do you want to try and uh, chime in for your nope. All right? Uh so the options are Alessandro Nanini, <laughs> Ricardo uh, Patrese uh Nelson Piquet, or Thierry Botson, Botson.
2: I will go Piquet. All right.
1: 25%. It was Alessandro wrong. Nanini. Nanini, how do you how do you pronounce that?
0: Yep, Nanini. Nice. No, you nailed it, man. That's Alessandro Nanini.
1: It was Nanini, uh, the Benetton driver, winning as Senna was disqualified immediately after the race for for missing the final chicane after colliding with Prost, who took the 1989 championship as a result. Nannini never won an F1 race again, suffering injuries in 1990 that ended his F1 career. Interesting. Rough. All right, All um, right. Back to Mike. Oh wow, Mike, this is an easy one. Who was the no, who was the last non Mercedes driver to win the Japanese Grand Prix?
0: The last not well, as of today, that would be Max Verstappen. You, be- before that, yes. Um, Do you want me to give you options, or are
1: you ballsy? Yeah, give too? me some options. Okay. Why not, man? Sebastian Can I steal? Vettel. Can I steal? No, because
0: I haven't answered it yet.
1: Sebastian Vettel, Jensen Button. Fernando Alonso or Kimi Raikkonen?
0: Uh, Seb Vett.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's two all. Coming down to the last question. And for this, I think, because it's a tiebreaker, we're each going to get an option to answer.
2: Okay.
1: Well, but uh, that's actually quite difficult. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Okay. So, Nicole, this is your question. If you do not get this, Let's actually say it like that. Yeah, if Nicole doesn't Michael get gets, this. Yeah. yeah, Doesn't quite really add up, but it's fine. I'm kind of winging it just like the FIA. Hmm. Um, 400 powered cars, two Toro Rossos and two Red Bulls will take to the field for the uh, 2019 Japanese Grand Prix. When was the last time 400 powered cars started the Japanese Grand Prix? Was it 1977, 1987, 1997 or 2007?
2: 2007
1: you're correct I'm correct yeah well done yeah in 2007 Super Aguri oh
2: I won what do I get
1: Super Aguri and Honda competed in the Japanese Grand Prix although only one of their cars finished Rubens uh, Barrichello's Honda in 10th place
0: yeah Super Aguri was a team that was um, actually run by Agura Suzuki and uh, they were pretty rubbish back, back markers. Big time. They they were supposed to be an all-Japanese team that... uh, um, I think that's what Spiker became or something ridiculous. Anyway.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, cool. There you go. Well done. Well done, Nicole. Well done, Nicole. Well done. You smashed it.
0: I'm beaming. (laughs) I'm beaming. Is that the end of the question? That's the end of it. And that concludes us. It's not exactly fair,
1: but there you go. That's kind of how the cookie crumbled. Jeez.
0: That's a 20-minute long quiz, man. Guys, we... We nailed that. Hey, we got a lot of facts in there. We got a lot of facts like, in A lot of
1: the answers. There's a lot. Of, thank, thank you very much, there for, for that. Thanks, Rob. Cool.
0: Thank you for, thank you for uh, those fantastic questions. That, yeah. that was, that was great. That was a lot of fun. Great. So uh, we can finally start getting into the actual race uh, that happened today. Only half a race really happened, which was quite disappointing. I know. I, I had a big faff about it the entire day. But Verstappen did pivot in Suzuka. Well, not pivot. He took it by 27-odd seconds. Yeah. And he becomes second-time world champion. Uh, you guys, I mean, Nicole, we'll start with you. Uh, Max Verstappen deserve a champion?
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, the fact that he still won the race by 27 seconds, I mean, I, I'm sure when we go to our next race, he'll still do really well. So if he if we're not convinced that he has it now, I mean he's what over a hundred points ahead of everyone else.
0: Yeah, it's got it's got an absolutely unassailable lead, and he's he's been the strongest driver uh, to, to to send it out like that and just murder everybody. Sure, there must have been a lot of spray to send Charles back. Charles was struggling with quite a lot of degradation on his tyres, but I can't imagine Max was having it any uh, easier really. But he makes it look so much easier out on track. Uh, Rob, for you, Max was Verstappen, was there any question really going into the last uh, half of the season whether or not Max was going to take it? No.
1: No, we all knew it. It, it. It's it's inevitable. He's he's the uh, the Thanos of the F one game at the moment. He is inevitable. Um, yeah, no, it, it's he's a great driver. The car's insane. It's um, Red Bull on top of the game, um, and you can see how skilled of a driver he actually is. I mean, by winning by twenty seven seconds, sure, that's an obvious point. But like, just the way he handled that first corner when we started the race, that was like some top-notch driving so he's he's flipping
0: he's yeah great, he went bro. he went behind really uh in in the start he got he, he didn't get as good a start as Charles Leclerc but he yeah, but hung back. in there yeah. throughout the uh, uh through the through the outside of that corner which was ballsy ballsy, yeah. ballsy ballsy move in the worst conditions so well done to uh Max Verstappen although he did look like a bit of a numpty in that uh that what was it his throne in the waiting room that's cool Jeez, I, I went and had a shower, and I came back, and Nicole and Rob were talking about this—the throne that he had to sit down on. Was that was that straight after the race, or what happened?
2: Yeah, no, like you know, they have the Kudorf area. That the throne was just like next door.
0: Well, I'm just getting memes, and I think that's going to be an absolute meme reel for the next couple of weeks. At the very, at the very least, Max of Thrones, Max of Thrones. <laughs> He does he does seem kind of conquery at the at this moment. So I think a throne probably seems to befit him. Um, do you think that this is going to be an era, the same way Hamilton had an era? Yeah. Do you think that this is going to be the Verstappen era?
1: We have to see what happens next year. It's too early to determine with these cars. There's so much research being done all over the place. Mercedes are now being are acting very confident in next year's car. Might be a whole bunch of hot air, but we can only count our chickens when they actually come home to roost next season. Um, but from a driver's perspective, i.e. his pure skill alone, he deserves to have his era. But whether or not the cars are going to be up to scratch, you know, in in in, in terms of competition, that's another, that's another thing.
2: I also think that the sport is becoming a lot more competitive and a lot more technical and the gaps are closing between... Mm. Like winners' eras and champions' eras, so I don't think it's going to be like there's no not really going to be an opportunity like Hamilton again having yeah. six champions, yeah. Um, like there was for um Michael Schumacher years ago as well. I I think it's you know like George is also definitely going to have his time. So Hopefully, is yeah. Leclerc. So is Sainz. So is Perez. So is Lando. Like there's a lot of like fresh meat. Can I say? Fresh meat.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of fresh meat. Um, um, but yeah, no. That true. are
2: all like, they're all trying to challenge it. And I think last year was like the first time I had seen, anyways, where it was such a close race, like for the championship.
1: Yeah, true. And that's what made it exciting, right? Probably brought in a lot of viewers, probably pushed out some as well. Um,
0: I, th- I would rather have last year every single year for the rest of my life. No, true. But to, really? so many people were so honest. bitter about the way it ended. Yeah, but you know what? It had a. L- I'll tell you something that I really liked about last year. I felt like it was so much more competitive in the sense that the FIA, even with Michael Massey, seemed to know what they were doing a little bit more. And that is a completely outrageous thing to say. Yeah. On to the next topic, Uh, we kind of have to discuss that we only really had half of a race uh, it was incredibly disappointing they, I, And now I, I know that the world is on a, a real safety binge at the moment and I think that being safe is great however in the uh, was it the first lap we had all those incidents I think it was yeah when when the when there was the crash uh, from Carlos Science after the start we saw uh, racers making moves up and down the track um Carlos Sainz did have quite a big off and definitely that's that's a noteworthy red flag there was a lot of miscommunication going ar- around from um, from the top down. Uh, Incidences like with Gasly with that tractor being out on track yeah that's that's a, that that's un- unbelievable, unheard of. I mean, he he look he was uh, very vocal about it. Um, Nicole, do you think that the correct safety measures were put in place today from something like Gasly driving past a tractor that isn't just in the gravel but is on track? And the safety procedures they adhered to in not starting the race and potentially being able to get an entire or 75, no, an entire race in. Do you think that it was clockwork today?
2: I think that everyone is going to have their opinion about what they think is right or wrong or safe or not safe. At the end of the day, decisions were made. Whoever, honestly, the tractor, That it was on the track and they were still racing, and they should have made sure that the track was clear before they moved the people out to get Science's car. Yeah. That's my view. And that's just because they, what it was, it was first a safety car and then it was a red flag.
1: Right. So it was actually a bit of, you know, Pierre Gasly's fault and the FIA's fault for putting, first of all, the team not warning um, Gasly that a there's a there's a, um, a crane on track. Please be aware. Mm. B um, Gasly driving as quick as he was in a uh, red flag zone. Not great, right? Um, and but also just for them actually being there is is their own fault. So it's it's Gasly shouldn't have been driving as quickly. His team should have been um, actually informing him of what was actually cracking in that in that sector. And also they shouldn't have been there in the first place so all of that could have been avoided um gasly's r- uh, response to that was that he was trying to make up time because of the safety car trying to like bring it back to everyone because he was on wets they were on inters.
0: you do have a delta that you have to stay within yeah um, if there is a safety car so he would have had the delta display on his screen so it falls under the remit of his his garage to say watch out for the tractor on track yeah however a tractor should not be on track in any circumstance unless it's red flag. Yeah, hundred percent. But all cars having passed you first, then yeah. you can then you can go along with those lines there. It was incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Um, the there was also a marshal on track, yeah, which is you, you you just can't risk these kinds of things. And these are a bit more inevitable lives that are being played with there. That being said, um, once that was all cleared up. I do feel like we could have gotten racing a lot longer. And I feel that the FIA, a, a lot, sorry, a lot sooner. Um, I do feel like the FIA took their sweet time to, there seemed to be a lot of umming and ahhing about whether or not we could get a, a race going. When they started that race with 50%, or with an hour to go or some, something along those lines, it looked just about as wet as it had ever been. Yeah. to be very even during the downpours or anything like that those those ultra wets showcase just how good these drivers are in the wet and how capable they are yeah. we had one dnf from a crash today one dnf that's it now that to me suggests that these races are definitely capable of making it happen and once the Huge puddles are dispersed amongst the track, which didn't take too long. They were they were straight onto the enters. They couldn't wait to get onto the enters. Yeah, it took five laps to clear that, and I think that a rolling start could have been done. We couldn't have, we could have had a um, a full race. Rob, um, do you feel like we could have had a full race here? Uh, yeah, you know,
1: I can see your point. I can. I think that we could have had a full race, um, but again, it just goes down to public views on the FIA. FIA playing it super safe because you don't want any cause for concern, right? You don't want, you know what the issue could be. It's a wet track. It's slippery. The average viewer is going to say, Hey, that's dangerous. That's probably going to cause some issues. Why didn't the FIA stop the race? If anything bad were to happen, us wanting them to go, we, we understand that the cars and the drivers can handle it. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I think they could have done it. Definitely. Um, the FIA, I think need to be a bit less PC. Yeah. Let's I, call it that. Yeah.
2: I agree, but the, the issue wasn't necessarily how wet the track was, it was the visibility that was caused, right? Yeah. So obviously the with the new regulations for the cars there's more downforce which sprays the water and gives you that much more what is it? But rooster tail. But you know,
1: it, it, it stopped more as they were dispersing all that water, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of doing the rolling start, getting everyone going.
0: Yes, it's def it's definitely something that should have been uh, considered a lot a lot further ahead because we mentioned visibility, and yet we finished under lights at the track because we were losing visibility in terms of daytime. Yeah, the to get drivers uh, ready to go, and there was a, there wasn't there was a. a a point where they said 10 minutes ago, let's get in the cars. Oh, yes, yeah. And they said, no more rains on the way guys. Well, I mean, it didn't change really. I mean, mm. it seems like I know it's like waiting for rain to come. It can, it might not. And I don't really know how hard it's going to pour down. It, it, it has to be monsoon weather in order for it to be, uh, rained off. In my opinion, I, I just, I just feel like we wasted a good opportunity in terms of viewership. Um, Thinking back, and this, is, this has been much, but to think of Roman Grosjean who mm. crashed, I don't think any viewership changed uh, after that. If anything, it went up. And I'm not saying this is something that we want, but. I know that there's nothing worse than being frustrated or there's nothing I feel more aggrieved at than being frustrated at something, planning to go ahead, but not going ahead, especially if it could have gone ahead. Yeah. That, for me, loses interest in viewership from my perspective, and I'm a very big fan of Formula One. Yeah. It makes me not want to watch Formula One. And that's, that, that in itself is as much an issue. I think, you know, screw it if you do, screw it if you don't.
2: I think that when it's your job to ensure the safety of 20-odd people doing an extreme sport, I think you do have to... You know, Do what you a, can. Exactly. You have to have a level. And, and obviously, we're upset about it because we're frustrated and here we yeah. are. But we also don't have the responsibility of 20 people in our hands. E- exactly. And
0: yes, but these 20 races have their own responsibility in their own hands every time they go out on track. And that's why I bring up Grosjean. Every time you go onto track, if you're driving at... If you, if you have DRS open and you're going uh, into the first corner at Jeddah and your brakes fail... I mean, and we were driving in really hot conditions, would that be the FIA's fault? No. No, but, but, but this is the thing.
1: This is the thing. It's that metric. The metric, the the, the, the chaos variable here is the rain. If you had a perfect, con- a perfect track condition with someone doing 300 kilometers an hour again, that's not the FIA's fault if that person then crashes out. It's not. But yeah. if it's now caused by that person locking up and going into the barrier because it's wet that's now someone then deeming it on the regulations saying you didn't actually like follow suit. You should have been doing this. People will immediately point fingers. They'll probably even point fingers at like the Roman Grosjean incident be like, Oh, why, 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 why? Anything can happen. People are always going to have something to blame, but if you can immediately just remove the, the chaos factor as much as possible, which would be the rain, it takes a lot of the heat off your back. I would say again, it doesn't make for exciting racing that we want but I can understand where they come from
0: yeah I, I, it, was, it was too dry for me man it was it was just too dry for me yeah uh, when I saw them going out there for me on on their form- hour laps it, it seemed like we could have had 25 minutes before then of racing but no, we could
1: have we could you, have, you I know, agree. yes Mike.
0: look I understand I want, I want I want safety as much as anybody but I just see I, I think it's safer than we we realized because the, the last couple of yeah, wet races I, I, I mean from a numerical standpoint the the amount of times i see big crashes or high amounts of people crashing out and retiring from races in the dry uh, has been just as much if not more than races that have been pl- uh, raced in the wet for me uh, yeah th- yeah but, but but again it's 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 taking away the blame factor yes but it's the only thing the FIA don't yeah. want to get
1: blamed. They're wet.
0: They are themselves a wet blanket. They are. They are. So I've decided to fire everyone at the FIA. <laughs> and it's not just for their their handling of the, the race, the safety, but it's also the information that was put through to Sky Sports and uh, our, our, not, our, our lack of understanding or clarity into the point system, given out at the yeah. end. Nicole, at what stage did you figure out that Max Verstappen was going to be world champion and actually receive the full tally of points?
2: Um, after the what is it? The r- journalist after or? the
0: the post race interview. Yeah, yeah. Then, which is strange because the entire, in fact, before the race even got started, we were all told and given this um, very uh, misleading run up that. If we got 50 percent of the race or 75 percent of the race, these were going to be the points allocated. Mm. And out of nowhere, the the wording of the entire um, uh, point structure changed. What what was the? Does anyone remember the wording of of how no. it was said? Because it was it was so odd. Yeah, it was very weird.
2: So I'm just going to say, like, I, I feel like we're we're putting a lot of like negativity on the FIA. Yes. (laughs) Like, they're also, they're also people. Like,
1: people uh, make mistakes. You know, this isn't the first time this kind of thing is happening, (sighs) right? And people, the fans, and especially F1 fans are now getting frustrated. Like, just the fact that we don't use wet tires a lot. Just the fact that um, we, we have a very flip-floppy kind of like rule set where now now it's all points, but it's not. And if you read it in this way, in this kind of language, it might be like interpreted in a different way. And mm. now Max is now a winner. Mm. Why? I mean, good for Max that he's a winner. But mm. then you can also look at the same kind of thing with the, the, the Hamilton um, Verstappen debacle last year. No one was sure it was happening. Yeah. There needs to be clear understanding and set rules. Maybe we they ch-
2: should just hire a lawyer to like they, read they through a, their rules and yeah, make sure that yes, it's like super clear. They need to solidify things.
1: That's which, the thing.
2: Yeah, but I mean, until that, that happens, these mistakes are going to continue happening. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. okay, I'm expecting yeah. them to make errors, which is not great for like a safety board. No. Um, For an extreme sport. But I don't know. It's just like... I, I don't, like, get mad at them anymore because I'm like, oh, okay, you guys have some stuff to sort out. Cool. Put it true. out. Like, I guess we'll just wait. It's the same way how, like, I know Max is going to win the championship even if he didn't... Even if he didn't... Yeah, even if he won today and, I don't know, he wasn't awarded the championship, like, next race, he's probably going to get enough points to, you know, extend that lead again. Yeah. There's just, like, you, there's, like, things that have happened enough times for you to be like, oh, I expect x to happen
1: but then that's why we need to start changing the narrative the FIA need to change that narrative we can't just expect them to be useless you know what i mean especially in un what's the word and un, un, unforeseen circumstances we need it's like it's like your parents it's like you're looking up to your parents and hey dad the house is on fire okay we might get a bucket and throw it on or we could get the hose
0: pipe and it could yeah. be good but but what do the thing? Make the decision, my man. So I Make have decision, I man. have an interesting question for you too. I would like to have 3 people on the FIA board as of oh, next wow. year. So we fired everyone, they're all okay. gone and they're not even getting severance packages. Okay. But <laughs> we're going to employ 3 new people to be at the top. Now I I'm, I'm going to put in my top 3 okay. uh, just to start off here and I'm going for Judge Judy, Judge Judy, because that is a that is a remarkable woman who makes great calls and just I mean you've watched a couple of Judge Judy's, yeah, of course, yeah, wicked lady, okay, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, it just last fifty percent of our viewers, also <laughs> also Mexico is no longer on the on the calendar, oh no, um, no Donald Trump one hundred percent, I feel. Not necessarily the most rational man, but I feel like that would make for some great entertainment. And then the last person that I would have on my board, I'd put Toto in there. <laughs> Toto, he's he's already he's already part of the FIA, I'm yeah. sure. Um, so that, those would be my three guys to put in there: Judge Judy, uh, Donald Trump, and Toto Wolf. Oof. Yeah. Who Would you put in there, uh, Mr. Rob?
1: Um, geez, this is quite a springy question. Now, um, I'm gonna say, uh, geez, I feel like we do need some kind of a law. Uh, Ruth, Ru- Ruth, get a, a better, uh That's the one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, have her, but she's, um dead she's dead unfortunately but yeah. if if anyone it would be her to have like that kind of like solidified kind of like law base i would then put christian horner and uh, toto wolf um so because they are the two people that are constantly fighting with the fia in all sorts of way uh, way shapes and forms so if they were to kind of settle their differences and then establish the rules because they're such sticklers for them it would be it would be an interesting time i, I would say so yeah, those are my top three. We need someone very law and proficient, and can draft everything really well. And then two dudes that know the sport inside and out, and constantly fight with each other.
2: Hmm. Um, I, 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 don't have like specific people in mind, but I would have a lawyer. Yeah, I would have, um, a stick, like, not a strategist. Um, but people who can predict things that happen in the future psychics no (laughs) no like based off like statistics oh okay like
0: Like someone who works like like a data scientist
2: no huh like
1: a data scientist or like an actuary or yeah like an actuary
2: right um who can give you like if you have you have the races for the year they can predict what the expected weather can be, and who the races are, and their driving styles, based off of all the data that exists, and can give you expected outcomes, and then how to deal with them, and then the lawyer can. You know, then you know say, who you should
0: get. Then is Jonah Hill from Moneyball. <laughs> like, is, is that who you're saying we should employ? Is Jonah Hill?
2: Yeah, the money—not uh, the money guy, but the numbers guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You need you need Genial. someone. Yeah, I'm in with like, that one hundred percent. And like, they don't there even need to in be form, into man. Formula One. They just need to like be able to put that amount of data um, into like statistics of what could potentially happen, and then the lawyer can look at the rules and be like, okay, if this one thing had to happen, then... okay. So I see what
1: you're saying. So like, that's pre, how we need to pre-planning to all it. the rules. Bam, this
2: and then this, but
1: that's super hard, man. I think I know, and I get what you're saying.
2: It's a pretty important job. No, it is, yeah. <laughs> to be the it's FIA. extremely hard, yeah. Uh, like, I'm not like, it, if it is easy, it's not worth it, right? Mm. Like, also, winning a championship is not easy. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, um,
0: unless you're Max Verstappen at this stage, it seems pretty easy for him.
2: And then, <laughs> and then you need someone who's like a people person, like someone who can speak to Kourtney people. Courtney Kardashian.
0: Kanye West. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye West.
2: (laughs) No, like you know, like someone who's who's like very like PR orientated, Mm. who always knows how to say the right thing, um, with the right thing. Fair enough. Yes. So it's taking all that, like all the right information, and putting it in a way that everyone can accept. That's Mm. how I Mm.
0: would. So you're going with Donald Trump as well, then?
2: Hell, he doesn't listen to anyone. He's not listening to a data scientist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. True. I saw.
0: I saw him listening to Kanye West at the Oval Office for about twenty <laughs> minutes, which is just one of the best things ever. Where he's sitting down, he's telling him the most ridiculous stuff. Like, yeah, Donald, like sh- sh- socks should be law, and Donald's like, yeah, okay, this is. How'd you get in here, buddy? <laughs> uh, so, and your, your third person was was the marketing person or, or the, the, the the PR PR. Yeah. PR? I think PR. All right. Mm, fair enough. So, so so i think uh, w- I like it's a really
2: good like triangle a like great triangle of like people to have when you have such an important job yeah but you also are like the face of like one of the fastest growing sports
0: it's true it's true yeah
1: that's a bit too analytical but like you're right like we, we i don't know anything about the fia really i don't know about any of the people in
0: charge could be good to actually put some faces to uh, who they are, right? It's the... Yeah, look, I'll get you those those guys. It's the two guys who used to be doing the endurance uh, racing series. So, boring guys who know exactly how it should work. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, that, I think that pretty much takes us... Uh, what? Is
2: that, is that who the stewards are?
0: That's Yes, that's the stewards. Those are the, the, the guys who are running the FIA. I
2: thought that these guys were like... Super educated and like are lawyers and like know the no. rules and like the regulations and that's why.
0: Well, I mean, oh they're, they're no, they're they're proper they're proper stewards who have a lot of experience in racing. You 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 are baffled by that. They, I am. They, yeah, no. So so this is just a yeah. Anyway, I have my reservations about that, but the title it's it's all done. It's all done. We've had a great season yeah. so far. Yeah, congrats, man. But. We start going into the next uh, couple of races. I think with a little bit of freedom, nobody has to worry. It's a uh, COTA Circuit of the Americas, so no stress mm. on anybody here. But like Austin. in Austin, baby, but it definitely looks like it'll be a fun race. I'm excited for it. One of my favorite tracks on the calendar. All I can ask for until the end of the season is don't, don't delay another race. Yeah. Just. Or, or let us know we're on probably Friday. probably not going to get rain in Austin, so... <laughs> no, let us know on Friday. Say, hey, guys, there's no race on Sunday.
2: <laughs> I think what I'm most um, excited for for Austin is what the McLaren boys are going to do. What are they going to do? I don't know. That's my thing. It's like last time they were in Miami, and that was a whole... If, if I see James thing.
0: Corden one more time. <laughs> no, exactly.
2: So what? Um, Dan, Danny Ricardo always does his handlebar mustache and he wears the cowboy hat and
1: oh, yeah. wears oh, that's the cool. I like
2: full that. whole cowboy vibe. Yeah. So that's always a, that's, I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no fair. Just no degrading stuff, you know? Yeah. It is going to be more marketing uh, over yeah. everything else. Yeah. People trying to get the last couple of positions. Uh, Yeah. But that was a lot to digest. Uh, we didn't even touch on... A f- Things like Nicholas Latifi getting points. Oh, well, um, but yeah. we will uh, most likely touch on that a bit of a later stage. But for now, I think that's a good way to wrap things up uh, with Danny Ricardo's handle. But we didn't even talk about the transfer news. Gosh, we'll, we'll get that all to you guys in the uh, midweek show with yeah. uh, myself and Rob. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I hope that you generally... D- genuinely did enjoy the uh, the the Suzuka Grand Prix. Uh, we had fun watching what little bit of it there was, and hopefully next year there will be a full Grand Prix to get mm. the real enjoyment out of it. But that's it from uh, me, uh, Mike. Uh, you can follow me at uh, the Real Sweaty Mike if you'd like to see me on Instagram. Rob, can we find you anywhere? You can find me on Instagram at Rob And Nicole, if memory serves me right, you don't want anyone following you, right? Uh,
2: unless you like buffalo Trace
0: Okay, yeah. Unless you like bourbon, uh, if you like bourbon, follow Nicole and uh, she will uh, point you in the right direction. Blue Trace is quite delicious, though. It's so so good. But until then, uh, you guys can follow us on the F1, the Slipstream F1 podcast uh, on Instagram. We're going to be setting up Twitch in the not too distant future and getting our uh, act together with regards to video it is coming we hate to keep promising this and uh lastly you can join us in the discord we have quite a few people uh, getting involved in racing on thursday night so if you want to be part of that just get involved in the discord the link is in uh, the bio um but until then uh how about we uh, say goodbye everyone? Well, we'll start with nicole how about uh, we say just a little goodbye to the people from you and then goodbye to the people from mr rob so uh, goodbye from me bye Goodbye, people.